It's Thursday, December 1st, and today on Texas Rangers with the boys, we're going to talk right field. We're going to talk about who we've got, who we've got at the farm, and who's available in the free agent market. We're also going to talk about a Texas Rangers legend that passed away today. Join us today, Texas Rangers with the boys. Welcome, everybody, to Texas Rangers with the boys, and we are the boys. And this is YBK, a.k.a. your boy Kev, uh, Kevin Frazier. You can find me on Twitter at, at Kevin Lee Frazier and also on Instagram, same handle. Uh, glad, to, glad to be on here. And joining me today, my co-host, the man with the plan, the beard that never ends, always hungry, the 300-pound animal, a.k.a. Bull. Bull, how you doing and where do they find you on, uh, on the medias of the socials? Well, I'm uh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, when when you you hit a nerve there when you said always hungry, because uh, I I broke into the missus as sweet tarts while we were sitting there talking before the show. Maybe I'm not. Maybe it's not my proudest moment. But uh, you can find me. You can find me on Twitter at Manimal Bull, Instagram at Manimal Three Hundred, and you know, yeah. you know, <laughs> from my my older group, my older group, Bull Pro on Facebook. <laughs> I I've, I've dragged that out now. Now that I know that the, I know now that I know that it, it like strikes a chord and hits a nerve <laughs> and all of that stuff with the cam. I will I'll be, oh, I'll be dragging that out. That's that's. That's the best part of the show right there is me coming up with a new way to tell old people that Facebook is still cool. Oh, man. If it's old people on it, is it still cool? I don't know. But um, we've, got a, we've got a couple things to get into today. Uh, really happy to be on the show with you guys. Uh, you, just, you just don't know how much fun we have doing this. Um, but today we do have a couple things. Obviously, we've been going around the horn, so to speak. Uh, different positions for the Rangers. We will briefly uh, talk right field today because we kind of know where we're going with that. Maybe, uh, you know, toss around, a, you know, the free agents that are still out. Maybe the Rangers towards one of those free agents more so than, than most, just based on the rumors. Uh, and then there was also a, a, a passing of a very, uh, of a legendary Ranger, legendary uh, baseball player altogether uh, today. But we'll get to that later. Uh, but before we – let's jump into this uh, right field position. Uh, Bull, I know it's a big mystery to everybody listening. All Ranger fans around the around the world are just, just – uh, who the Rangers are going to have at this year. Well, if the season started today, it would be a Dallas Garcia. It wouldn't even be close. Right. There wouldn't be anybody else to – I mean, it, it's his spot. As of right now, it doesn't mean that can't change. Uh, they've been closely linked to Mitch Haniger. Um, I don't know if the idea is to do that and move Haniger to left field or move uh, Bombi over to center or I, you know, I don't know. I don't know exactly what the, uh, what the, what the plan is just yet. If it's use Garcia, I mean, Garcia's got a cannon. He's got a right field arm. Haniger's got a good arm. You know, I mean, 
I don't know. I don't know exactly the plan. Um, and I don't know that, you know, Hanniger exactly is going to come here just yet, but that's kind of like the, the rumor is that they're, they're, uh, they're one of their top wish list is to bring Mitch Hanniger over here. And, uh, and it's kind of fun. Hanniger's a, a fun name to say. So I, I, I would be against him being here. So, yeah, I, I think it's cool. I think as a Ranger fan, it would be, uh, with some of these names and just to know that we're we're trying to be players in the game. So that might have visited Arlington um, earlier, maybe it was earlier this week. Justin Verlander, from what I hear, was in was in Arlington this week. That was the rumor going around this, uh, what was it, Tuesday maybe, Tuesday or Wednesday he was in town. He was, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know what to make of that. I, I mean – the Rangers had pretty much uh, stated that they were going to be in on all uh, all starting pitching. So, you know, I mean, he's one of those guys that would have been starting pitching. So, you know, I mean, uh, like I don't see any reason to believe they wouldn't be in on him. And I mean, he's a he's one of the be- <laughs> you know he's one of the best pitchers in baseball. So, you know, no reason why why he they wouldn't be in on him. That the Rangers being in on uh, veteran uh, free agent pitchers, maybe we can use that as a segue a little bit later. Um, I just think it's great that we're talking about the Rangers, you know, going after these players. And the other thing I like the idea of, and again, we've, we've kind of tossed around uh, off air, we tossed around Bellinger again and Gallo again. And But I, I like the idea of Hanninger, if he's got a gun, and then Garcia's got a cannon. Tavares is a heck of a defensive player in the outfield. I mean, I like when he's the got idea a cannon too. Tavares, right? You love that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it cuts down the ability of uh, it. It changes the game for teams trying to take an extra base on the base paths, and you just never know how many runs that'll save you. Up well, the and, and of I the think Hanniger is more of a steady product in the. In the in the batter's box too. I mean, he's just a uh, he's a he's a gap guy. He's got some power. He gets on base. He's just. I mean, yeah. I I mean, I think he just demolishes left-handed hit pitching. I mean, I, he's just one of those guys that he's um, he's a really good baseball player. He's. I mean, he he's had a couple of injuries, um, but I don't think that enough to really consider an injury prone, especially not at 29 or the 31, whatever, you know, I mean, but I don't, I don't think that he's, I don't think he's a guy that I would call injury prone, even though he's had some injuries. Yeah. I I also, you know, I, I just think that you need to have veteran, like, you know, I'm a big fan of guys that can get on base and guys that can work a pitcher, and guys that can get pitch counts up. I just think that's part of what winning culture is go up there and give easy innings to pitchers or give them easy outs. And, you know, Hanninger seems to be the kind of guy that can do that. And uh, it's just, again, I would love to have him. Uh, And, again, we kind of talked a little bit, too, just briefly about, you know, not really thinking that Gallo is the best fit for Texas. Um, I I don't – Again, I just think there's too many expectations 
that would come with Gallo coming back to Texas. And for the sake of the guys, just really his own mental health, uh, for lack of a better way to put it, uh, I think he needs to go somewhere where he can kind of disappear for a year and, and maybe get under some, some veterans um, that can help him kind of get his mind, his mind right and, and, and get himself back in the game. Uh, I think Bellinger – oh, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, for the sake of argument on Joey Gallo, uh, the idea that I guess he is a little bit comfortable here um, goes a little ways. But uh, I don't know. I mean, he, he he got away from here and he wasn't very good at all. And I felt like those were a couple of spots where he should have been, you know, helping those lineups and not being a hindrance to them. I mean, he got traded twice in two years. Um, I imagine that his self-confidence is not as high as it could be. Um, so going someplace where he's going to play every day, he's going to be in the lineup every day, he's going to hit in the three, four, five, six hole, somewhere like that. Uh, it could be a confidence booster to him. It could also, you know, um, I don't know. I, mean, I don't think it's going to hurt him not being – uh, in the limelight for a little while, but I think the Rangers kind of want to be in that limelight this year. So maybe, maybe he's not exactly the guy they want to go out and get for right field, even though, you know, he's got that arm, he's got the, you know, the, the possibility and the, the shift is going away. And the idea that he can get some more base hits just from being, you know, from the contact that he already makes and somehow, you know, that turns into, you know, him being a 420 or 430 on base percentage guy. Uh, but, you know, a lot of things have to go right for that to happen, you know. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's a lot of things that went wrong for him in the last couple of years, so a lot of things would have to go right in the in these next couple of – or in this next year. And, I mean – I don't know that that's something that the Rangers are willing to bet on right now, but at the same time, I don't know that they're not willing to either. And I know a lot of guys that that really like numbers, really like Joey Gallo, and you know, guys that watch him on the eye test, you know, don't. So it is what it is. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think he is as bad as what he was in New York this year, but I don't think. Like, I think that he's already kind of that ceiling of 250 is like what it is, even with probably even with the shift. Gone. Yeah. Um, and then Bellinger, like, I, I, I love the idea of Bellinger. And again, I, I'm kind of optimistic. Again, I think he's the kind of guy that's got plenty of time to turn his career around and has had a lot of success in the league. And I think the shift is another another he's another guy the shift could help out. I think the big problem with him, I think the thing that might end up making it just open for Texas might be the price tag. And I think that's probably he's gonna ask for more than I think he's worth at this moment. Um and I, I don't think know that if he might will. be the one thing. Hey, I, I would he love will. it if he doesn't. Um but I, I I don't know. I mean I again uh, Hanniger is a guy that you know, he comes you know, you're going to put some years into him. And, I mean, the the stopgap could be something that they're looking at because, like we said, you know, I mean, they're they're high on Evan Carter. They're very high on um, the 
um, Dustin Harris. So it's like just because we look at free agents right now and say, oh, those are guys that can be here. Um, it doesn't mean they're looking at it that same way. They may be looking for that one year, take on a reclamation project that puts us in a spot where our guy is ready to be here next year or, or whatever the case may be. So I don't know. I don't know exactly what the, you know, what the target is. And I don't know if it's someone like Hanniger that's going to probably want five years or if it's someone like Bellinger Gallo, that's going to want one year. Right. Bet on themselves and maybe get a bigger deal after having to come. Back. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be here if they have a really good year. Right. You know, I would also be kind of – I would be interested to see if, uh, you know, even some veteran pitching on that same kind of – on that same plane, uh, you know, maybe get a guy to come in here just to give this young uh, pitching staff time to develop and, and uh, get some get some uh, tread on the tires. Um, but using that veteran uh, as a segue, the Rangers have always been known for any pitchers – Late in their careers, uh, we Nolan Ryan. You think of Ferguson Jenkins. Uh, there's there's other names that could be thrown out there, but one of those names was a guy by the name of Gaylord Perry. And well, we found out today that Gaylord passed on and broke the news to me. And uh, you know, Gaylord comes from that era where pitching numbers. What we look at today. A different universe, these guys, um, and Gaylord was, it was right in the thick of that during an era where I mean, there was some of the greatest pitching that's ever happened in the history of the game. Um, during, during his career, and he had such a long career. Uh, and a few of those years he spent with the Texas Rangers. Uh, Bull, what, what, what was your impression of Gaylord Perry and what you knew about him, and, and what's your take just on, on his time? Well, I, you know, I didn't know a ton about Gaylord Perry until I was an adult. Um, I was uh, one year old whenever Gaylord Perry retired. So I want to say maybe the twins. I could be wrong, though. I'm, I'm not. I'm having some technical difficulties on my side with electronics today. So I can't just go look it up right at the moment. But, um, um, he, when you look at his stats, I mean, Lord Almighty, he had like a four-year span where he had like 112 complete games, a couple of Cy Youngs in that same amount of time. And he was just, uh, I mean, you, you could count on nine innings if Perry was hitting the hill. And, I mean, and I'm sure he probably had a, ounce of Crisco oil in his hair or you know I mean like he probably washed his hair with Crisco oil before the game and used every ounce of sweat that he produced in that game to get it on the baseball to get some more depth on that breaking pitch because I mean if it were today's game there is no way that Gaylord Perry could walk to the dugout by that umpire and get away with what he was doing there's there's no way there's just something to love about that and I know that there were there were a lot of, of big time hitters that did not like facing Gaylord Perry three or four times a night. <laughs> you know, he also comes from that era of pitcher like 
you know, that'll throw at your head kind of guys. Um, that's not going to take no crap that from, from the hitters and will brush you back with no problem. Um, but, you know, some of the guys that he was that he was contemporary with, I mean, we talked a little bit, Nolan Ryan, and uh, we had – he was in the in – the, he played in 1968, which is like – He was on the same staff. Where, yeah, he was on the same staff with Juan Marichal. Right. Uh, and he had Bob Gibson was out there. I think Ferguson Jenkins as well. Carlton. And, yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, Steve Carlton. Some of the greatest of all time. He pitched right alongside with them. And, and honestly, I mean, take those 315 wins or 314 wins that he has. And, I mean, I think he still had like a sub three ERA, even though he pitched until his mid 40s. Um, shoot, I saw him throw a pitch out at uh, in Seattle a couple of years ago. And, I mean, the dude couldn't even use his arm, man. I mean, like, <laughs> he, he kind of like hucked it up there like a shot put, you know, like it wasn't really the same thing. So I don't know. I, I, I uh, he threw, he was averaging, you know, 300 innings, a, a 162 game average for his big league career. Uh, I mean, he, he's just one of those guys. I mean, threw a ton of innings. He threw a ton of complete games. He was out there throwing, you know, 30 complete games a year, whatever. Uh, now, today, I mean, if a guy throws five complete games in a season, that's some kind of, like, miracle, you know. like In his got, career. Yeah, I in mean, guys career. don't do that for their career now. Yeah, I mean, it's the truth. I mean, I, I would say probably two or three led the league last year in complete games. Yeah. It's just a totally different game, but and it is, and it's not any of those. I mean, it's hard to go out there and in a hundred pitches get nine innings of work in. Yeah, no, I yeah, don't care you who you try. are. You have to yeah. try. It has to be something you're actually trying to do. It's not something that's just going to happen to you. It has to be strategy. I mean, not everybody um, is Matt, Greg Maddox that has just pinpoint accuracy and guys. I mean, they're they're all over the plate these days, and it's hard to. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to get out there and and in a hundred pitches get more than six or seven, seven innings, let alone, you know, getting nine. You know, I, I will say this. I do think that, you know, a couple of years ago, and again, I know this is not about football, but I think it's a metaphor, a good metaphor. A couple of years ago, you might've swore that the running game was dead and that the NFL will never go back to being, you know, a running league. All of a sudden this year, you got everybody running the ball. I think you're going to have almost 20 running backs over over 1,000 yards this year, which is like going to be close to some kind of record. And I don't doubt that baseball at some point might swing back the other way. I don't think we're anywhere, we're anywhere close to that. But I think for now, when we, during this era, looking at those numbers and looking at what those, those pitchers were able to do, uh, I, I, I would have loved to uh, – a little more time during that era, but for me, as a look at base that uh, for fun, Gaylord Perry and a lot of the pitchers from that era are some of the guys I really love to go back and look at and uh, just see. I mean, 300, I think he averaged, you know, 300 innings of, of work for over a year. Normal. Five, he had, I think I saw a stat where he had like five shutouts. Uh, two or three times in his career, seven shutouts, I think, was his career high. 
Um, you know, and, and it's known for coming and jumping. And I know maybe a lot of people out there think that's cheating or, uh, and that's, I, you know, I'm not here to tell, to tell you what your baseball ethics are, but for me, um, that's just the kind of stuff that makes the game fun. Uh, but you got to be willing to bet bull early on in his career. Uh, Gaylord Perry was probably out there throwing some serious, uh, had some serious stuff. Uh, well, and if he wasn't, career. and if he wasn't throwing some serious stuff, he was still throwing some really good stuff with some really good, I mean, the off speed stuff because you don't just, you don't come up and have a sub one ERA four or five years out of your first six or seven and not be something special. So, I mean, right. he, he was, he was definitely at, at some point, if, if he was known down the stretch as a junk junker baller, you know, I mean, that's just him keeping up with what he has to do to stay relevant in the, in the game that he wants to play. You know I mean? It's making him money. And, and this is at a time where there's a good chance his first several years in the big leagues, he, you know, had a job during the off season so if you if you got to do a little something that may be considered cheating to stay in the league to not have to sell cars or fix right. refrigerators or some shit like that, you know, God bless them. You know, I mean, I, I think that there's no reason there's no reason why, uh, you know, getting an advantage and using a little bit of everything to your advantage when no one really is on to you is is I don't know. I, I don't think of it as really cheating. I don't really think of – I think everybody would be doing it if it was, you know, if they could yeah. get away with it. You know, like, I Absolutely. mean, he was, he was kind of a special breed to be able to figure that out and put something together with it too, not just right. cheat to cheat, but cheat to, you know, win, right? Like, I mean, if you're not <laughs> cheating, you're not winning, right? You know, uh, it, it it also kind of makes me think about, um, you know, like the Rangers now, and you know what what they're looking for today. You know, there there's a couple of good veteran pitchers out there, and um, you know, honestly, I, he makes me a little reluctant just because when he came to Texas, he, you know, had a couple of rough years, and then as soon as he left Texas, he's back to winning 20 games and uh, pitching for the Cy Young. Uh, but I'd hope Texas Texas has a better luck than that. But well, I want to talk about oh, – He had some injuries here mm-hmm. when he was here. He had some injuries, and he wasn't exactly the same pitcher those couple of years, which, I mean, that seems to be like a, an everyday occurrence for, like, a Ranger free agent, though. Like, <laughs> I mean – It goes all the way it, back. Yeah, yeah. You know uh, – one of those guys that they picked up that was actually pretty reliable past his uh, point of his career is uh, Kevin Millwood. Remember him? He was one of those yeah. guys. I thought he had, I thought he was really good here, even though he was kind of yeah. past his, you know. No, he was a good free agent sign. Yeah. He was thought, a good one. You know, it's a, it's a shame that his last season here was 09 and he didn't have a chance to go to the playoffs with the Rangers because he deserved that opportunity with, with what he kind of drug him through in those really bad years moving into the Ron Washington era. Right. And, and I really, I'd love, he was like a, you know, he was a bulldog kind of guy. Yeah. You know, he's a guy that good look, ERA at you, like, guy. look at you and look at you dead in the face, you know, and throw a ball right at your face. You know, like, Sometimes like you I, got... love Kevin. <laughs> I love those kind of pitchers. 
uh, one thing, I, one of the cool or one of the more interesting things I saw about when I was looking through uh, Perry's statistics, um, 1972, one of the years he won the American League Cy Young with, I believe it was the Cleveland Indians. Um, the And he had a, that was his best war. And I'm using air quotes here. That was his best war year. Um, I want to say he had a 192 earned run average, um, you know, just crazy year. I want to say he had like 24, maybe 25 wins. Um, but yeah, had a great season, uh, you know, was the, was, was an awesome player. And obviously you probably argue that was the best year of his career. And when I looked at the year, go ahead. I know he threw like 342 or 344 innings that year. Yeah, the guy who finished second behind him, I, I, I want to say, had like had like nine more starts than him too. He had like 49 – I think Perry had like 41 starts. The other guy, I can't remember his name, had 49 starts. I mean, in 372 innings. And uh, Perry kind of edged him out, but both of them had great years. But over there in the National League, that was the year that Norm Charlton – uh, no, unanimous. Uh, no, no, Steve Carlton. Steve Carlton, sorry, not, not Norm not the, Charlton. Not the That's the for re- the Reds, yeah. <laughs> or the Reds, yeah. But Steve Carlton had had twenty four. I want to say twenty something wins, only ten losses, like a, a sub two ERA, struck out three hundred and ten batters, in a you know just just one of those like legendary all time uh, seasons. And I, and and was Steve Carlton was he the last guy to win thirty games in the National League? I I'm, I may be wrong on that, but I want to say he did win thirty games in a season. I'm not a hundred percent sure. It might have been before his like because sixty eight was the last time that it was done. Okay. So okay, well, that's um, something I'll that have to look have, up. And that would have been the know. American League. I know a guy from the the Detroit Tigers won thirty games. I can't remember his name. It's Denny McLean, maybe. Denny McLean won thirty games in '68, the year that the okay. Tigers won the World Series. Okay, so but I know that Norm uh, Norm <laughs> Steve Carlton was a heck of a, a pitcher, and his his he was like that was one of the best pitching years of all time. And so what a crazy what a crazy year that must have been having these two guys going out there. Uh, literally making history, um, having one of the best, like, you know, best, so to speak, you know, duels for best pitcher in the league. Um, just what a time to be alive and, and what a great era. And again, I always think of that as the pitching era. You know, you, you think about the, the era of, you know, the, the home run era, or we might call it the steroid era, um, you know, during that, during the, the 90s. But the 70s, the late 60s and the 70s, man, that was, that was dominated by pitchers and pitching. And um, it's kind of cool because if you're the, if you're the top guy, this is a, this is a good, this is to me kind of my, my homage or my, my whatever to Gaylor Perry. But if you're the top guy twice, you know, in that era, that's saying something, that's a big deal to be the best pitcher in your league twice during an era known as the pitching era. You need to know about Gaylord Perry and what kind of pitcher he was. And I, I think uh, a lot of that is why he's in the Hall of Fame. And he was, uh, I think he was inducted in a pretty good pitching class with Fergie Jenkins. So there's, uh, you know, I mean, there, he got he got what he did, you know, he got what he wanted out of the league. And I mean, 100% was a, an icon and a legend 
of the late 60s, early 70s baseball, and really even late 70s baseball hanging around as long as he did and becoming really like legend, you know, like what ma- legend is made of. It's like. Well, he won the, a Cy the Young more... in like 70. In 78, I want to say he won one. Yeah, and I, I, and I want to say like maybe Steve Carlson won the Cy Young in 78 too. Like that they like they might have had like <laughs> coinciding Cy Youngs and they both like didn't win any Cy Youngs in between that or something like that. Like it was, oh, it, it might be that. Like I might, that might be. Something I don't know what year Carlton won his second one. It might not have been seventy eight. It might have been seventy seven. So I'm not hundred percent. Yeah, it was seventy seven. Sorry, but okay. you know, then then he won a bunch of them. Uh, you know, I mean, he continued <laughs> on winning Cy Youngs and 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 Gaylord Perry. You know, went on yeah. into being in his mid forties yeah. and had to, you know, <laughs> had the, yeah, had the game go by. That, you know, well, teams still found value though. You know, it shows you how important how valuable guys that those KG veterans that can, you know, get out there and throw innings and know how to get guys out, uh, how important those guys are and, and how valuable they are in the league. Well, and pitching, starting why, pitching's always been a premium. And that's why right now on that, on that, uh, on that free agent list that guys like Clayton Kershaw, Justin Verlander and Jake DeGrom are so coveted is because they're guys that have proven that they can get outs in the major leagues. And that's so important. I think you and I are both on the same on the same plane that we hope the Rangers at least come away with one of those guys, even if it's on a short contract. Um, we, we hope they come to Texas and hopefully they can help us build a, a winning culture. Um, they come to Texas while I'm out here in Florida, but, uh, you know, but help build a winning culture in Texas. And I know that's what we both want. And I think we're again, we've said this many times how optimistic we are. Uh, just about the direction of the organization for the first time in a good while. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, well, I don't got anything else unless you do. No, I think it's probably time to finish her up today and uh, we'll get back on it tomorrow and, and uh, post this weekend's general manager meetings start on Sunday. So, you know, it's time to, it's time for the free agent market to really start kicking in gear and seeing who's available trade wise and all of that kind of starts happening this weekend. And uh, just want to say one last time, uh, um, Gaylord Perry, may you rest in peace and, and uh, uh, thank you for all the, the memories that you gave major league baseball and even the Texas Rangers. Cause I know a bunch of people were excited whenever you were here. And I, I imagine that, you know, like Kevin, you have always said this, that like sometimes it's just as important to have a draw as it is mm-hmm. to have a great player. And then Texas kind of got a little bit, you know, of both while he was here, even though he wasn't at his absolute best. I, I you couldn't better. Um, I want to thank everybody for listening on with us. Uh, you know, big shout out to all of our listeners um, just for taking the time to be with us. It's, uh, it's our privilege and a uh, big shout out to my co-host bull. Uh, love talking baseball with you, buddy. I smartest baseball guy. I know I don't care what they say on Twitter and, uh, <laughs> thanks everybody for joining us today. Bull, you want to take us home? I'm giving you the hot tag. Hey guys, thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with uh, one more episode this week. And then next week we'll be back with, with, uh, with all the hot stove free agent talk that hopefully we can 
we can muster up. And I think tomorrow we may talk a little bit about second base and shortstop if nothing happens today, even though those positions are kind of locked down. But uh, maybe we'll get into what they've got way, way, way down deep on the farm. Awesome. You want to take it? You take it. That's yours. I should have right. right. done I'll... that the other night. <laughs> well, hey, this is Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys signing out. Ha, 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 ha.